Merhaba from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Turkey update from the 17th of August, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Turkey. Tanju Ojan, the mayor of the city of Bolu, and a member of the main opposition, the Republican People's Party, or CHP, was subject to criticism after he announced that he cancelled the sale of 10 burial spots to an Iraqi citizen. While discussing the burial spot shortage in the city, Uljan said that, quote, some Iraqi national bought 10 spots. I canceled the sale. They'll call me racist, but I did it. I don't want foreign nationals to settle and be buried in Bulu. Uljan has been a very controversial figure because of his anti-refugee views. Most recently, in 2021, he suggested to the municipality council that foreigners pay a fee of 100,000 Turkish liras, around 5,500 US dollars, to get married in Bolu. He also proposed that foreigners pay extra for their household water fees. The municipality council accepted both of his proposals. However, a Bolu court later reversed the municipality's decision. Back in June, following Ojan's racist and separatist behavior, the CHP sent him to the High Disciplinary Board to remove him from the party, claiming that his conduct contradicted the party's views. However, the court hasn't reached a decision yet. Speaking of misbehaving, on Thursday the 11th, around 10 members of the Pro-Government Nationalist Movement Party, or MHP, battered two opposition figures. They beat Mustafa Burak Demirer, the opposition Democracy and Progress Party, or DEVAS, Karaman Provincial Head, and Hussein Algur, a journalist and the owner of a local news outlet called Karaman's Voice. The deputy chair of the DEVA tweeted that the MHP's head of the Merkez district also took part in the attack. Police arrested two of the perpetrators. Demirer said that he and Algar were both attacked because they had helped uncover a zoning violation of the MHP municipality after the district government was informed about an unlicensed building in the Kazim Karabakir district. Demirer claimed that there were videos that showed the municipality's construction equipment at both the building's construction site. Demirer and Algar shared the news in Karaman's voice in order to get the public's attention and make sure that the municipality wouldn't get away with it. In other news, on Saturday the 13th, Mustafa Karahasanolu passed away. He was a political Islamist and the owner of the Akit newspaper, which is infamous for its derogatory views on Ataturk, the founder of the Turkish Republic, and Turkey's culture and history. Following his death, Devlet Bacheli, the head of the MHP, sent his condolences to Karaha Sanalu and the Akit family on Twitter. He was heavily criticized by his supporters for sending good wishes to a man whose newspaper was against the very core values of the MHP, which are ethnic and cultural nationalism and Ataturk's secular principles. They said that Ataturk used to be the MHP's red line, but ever since the party formed a coalition with the ruling Justice and Development Party, it has abandoned its nationalistic views and adopted an Islamist stance instead. Moving on, on Thursday the 11th, during the 13th Ambassadors Conference, the Foreign Minister Mevlut Cavusoglu said that the only way to establish peace in Syria was for the Syrian government and its opposition to reach a political consensus. He said that he briefly touched on the subject with the foreign minister of Syria at the non-aligned countries meeting in Belgrade last year. He added that Turkey supported the territorial integrity of Syria and that it would help establish a diplomatic relation between the two sides. 
Cavusoglu's call for reconciliation led to protests in the Turkish-controlled regions of northern Syria, where opposition groups live. Demonstrators threw stones at the Turkish military, vandalized a recreational park that a Turkish municipality sponsored, and burned Turkish flags. They also shouted slogans against Turkey and said that they wouldn't reconcile with the Syrian regime. Back in June, Turkey filed a complaint to the Council of Europe about the increase in the number of rejections of Schengen visas, the ones that allow holders to travel to 26 European states. Statistics show that the rejection rate went up from 4% in 2014 to around 20% in 2021. Even though Turkey's appeal is still pending, the issue has come to headlines in the country once again. Many people reported that European countries reject their visa application despite having all the required documentation. Some also pointed out that Turkish nationals had to pay expensive visa fees in order to apply, and they couldn't get their money back if they got rejected. Many found it humiliating that European countries were making money off rejecting their visa applications. Some people blame the country's refugee policies for turning Turkey into a high-risk country. Others blame Turkey's foreign policies, since the country is granting visa-free entries to European nationals when they hand-pick who they give visas to. Now, some weather news. The Disaster and Emergency Management Presidency announced that they were expecting heavy rainfall in Istanbul and the surrounding cities throughout the week. The downpour started on Monday the 15th. Rainwater clogged the drainage pipes and flooded different parts of the city. In the Beykoz district, the retaining wall of a restaurant collapsed and trapped a worker. The floodwaters also filled shops in the historic Grand Bazaar in Aminanu. The heavy rainfall also affected ground transportation and air traffic. The mayor of Istanbul advised the city's residents to avoid going out. On Tuesday the 16th, in order to lower car prices, the government banned car galleries and car rentals from selling first-hand cars. The executive also imposed a new cap on selling second-hand cars. In order to sell the cars they already have, their odometer will have to read at least 6,000 kilometers. In addition to that, the businesses also must have owned the car for at least six months. Before the regulation, car galleries and rentals used to buy the full stock of first-hand cars from car dealers. They would then sell them at a much higher price, increasing the market price of both first- and second-hand cars. Finally, some sad news for rock music fans. On Wednesday the 10th, the governor of the Berhunie district of the Balikasir cancelled the Zaythinli Rock Festival that was to take place between the 17th and 21st of August. This is one of the largest and longest-running music festivals in the country. The governor released a written statement saying that the festival posed a risk to public health, safety, and to the environment, and said that it would disturb the peace. However, many believe that the ban on the festival is just another example of the government pushing their conservative, Islamist agenda on the youth. Some people pointed out that before the government announced the cancellation, the Community for Spreading Wisdom a pro-government conservative NGO, shared a statement that claimed that the festival was promoting prostitution, rape, and drug use. The organization also claimed that the festival-goers looted houses and businesses around the festival area. Some said that the governorate canceled the festival on the NGO's request. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. But before we leave, we wanted to ask you something. In light of the fuel shortage, how much have you paid for gas this week? Do you think the price was cheap, fair, or expensive? Let us know at turkey at rorschach.com 
or on Instagram or Twitter at Rorschach Turkey. Hasa Kaleen! Hasa Kaleen!